Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Andy Murphy. Summer's coming to a close, but autumn is bringing us some brand new music from indigenous artists to look forward to. Rapper Natani Means is an established musician out with his new album, Growth. Cherokee singer-songwriter Wayne Garner's country album, School for Savages, is winning praise. And metal band Medicine Horse just released a preview of their debut album. We'll be back with a new indigenous music sampler right after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Indigenous villages in Alaska have begun recovery efforts after a storm devastated the state's western coastline over the weekend. On Saturday, the governor declared a disaster and is preparing to request federal assistance to help with recovery efforts. Five communities were heavily impacted, according to the state. Many others are also dealing with severe storm impacts. Communities scattered along nearly 1,000 miles of Bering and Chukchi Sea coastline saw severe flooding, damage to airport runways, loss of power, and some communities were put on boil water advisories. The storm claimed smoke houses and fish drying racks. The damage to those resources is serious. People in most of the communities impacted rely heavily on subsistence hunting and fishing for food. There have also been reports that fish, berries, and meat gathered this summer and already put away for winter has been lost. With winter fast approaching in Alaska, it's unclear how construction materials and supplies to repair damages will be delivered in communities hardest hit. The summer season to deliver these kinds of shipments by ocean barge is coming to a close. In recent years, Alaska coastal communities have seen an increase in the severity and frequency of fall season storms due to climate change. The season is only beginning. A Clinket clan house in Sitka, Alaska was recently returned to its home clan. Its new legal owner hopes the historic exchange will spur a greater conversation about repatriation. KCAW's Tosh Kimmel reports. In Sitka, Alaska this July, a Kiksadi clan house was repatriated after nearly 20 years in the possession of another clan. Jarek Hope Lang, a Juno-based member of the Kiksadi clan, now holds the deed. Although no longer physically standing, Hope Lang says the point house still holds immense cultural significance. Conceptually, we all know that we refer to our people as from the point house. So the physical structure may not exist, but we as a people do. So the concept of the house being gone that's just a physical structure. Now, he plans to have the house rebuilt as a mixed-use gathering space. He hopes the revitalization of his clan house will spark a broader conversation around repatriation. I think it starts here with this land-back concept and how we identify that as individual clans beyond our tribes and how we move forward in that and act in that. I'm excited that future Kiksadi children can walk into a place and say, this is my clan house. According to the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training, there were once 43 standing clan houses in Sitka's Indian Village District. Now, only nine remain. This would be the first 21st century clan house built in Sitka. One of the few remaining clan houses is the Porch House. Chuck Miller is its caretaker. I remember coming to this clan house when I was a very small young child. 
and having all my family here, family functions, meetings, food, etc. Having a clan house rebuilt here would be something pretty huge, I think, and uh, applaud the Kicksettis for wanting to get this done and taking care of it. After 25 years as caretaker, Miller says the porch house is more than a building. It's a point of pride. Hope Lang wants to see the exact same thing for the point house. For the clan house to be rebuilt now, or at least in the lifetime of those generous enough to return it. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. The Navajo Nation on Monday issued a health advisory to inform Navajo people of three new confirmed cases of monkeypox on the reservation. The total number of cases is now four. In each case, it appears the virus was caught off the reservation. The first monkeypox case on Navajo land was confirmed in August. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. There's no reason to let uncertainty about the election process keep you from voting. That's why AARP created state-specific comprehensive election guides. Learn more at aarp.org slash election guides. AARP supports this show. Did you know 1 in 26 people will develop epilepsy during their lifetime? Or that 1 in 10 people will have a seizure? Call 1-800-332-1000 to speak with an epilepsy information specialist. The Epilepsy Foundation supports this show. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Andy Murphy sitting in for Sean Spruce. There's so much new music coming from our favorite Native artists. In all genres and even in traditional languages, Indigenous music makers are writing new stories to celebrate love and culture, to stick it to the man or give us a creative expression of their personal lives. In this hour, we'll take a listen to some new music from different genres and talk with the artists. We have rapper Natani Means in the studio with us. We'll also bring in country singer-songwriter Wayne Garner and metal doom vocalist Nico Williams. You can join us too. Do you have some native artists on replay right now? What are some of your favorite new songs? Give us a call at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. And remember, you can reach out to us on social media. We are on Facebook, on Twitter at 1-800-99-NATIVE, and on Instagram at Native America Calling. So, joining me in the studio right now is Natani Means. He's a hip-hop artist. He's Oglala Lakota, Dene, and Omaha. Welcome back to the studio, Natani. It's great to be back. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So, I understand you are coming back from a gig up north, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I recently got back from Rocky Boy, Montana, um, up in northern Montana, uh, we went out there for a show, a community event that was a fashion show, and also uh, had a comedian Milo Smith there. It was a really good time. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so how has it been like after, well, the pandemic is still going on, but now we're kind of like free to leave our, our uh, towns and states. <laughs> yeah. How has it been, um, you know, connecting with audiences again? <clears throat> I was just I was just speaking about it with my friend. Um, you know, last year was kind of like the kind of test run 
of doing events again and you know the mask mandates are we're still in place and you know starting to pick back up but this year you know people started booking again and it felt good to get back on the road you know as artists you know we do um enjoy our time being secluded and making music and i think that really took that was really good for me to to have that time to really focus on what my next project was going to be and a lot of a lot of things happened within the pandemic that helped me realize who I am as a man and who I am as an artist as well. But I'm happy to be back on the road again and traveling all over. Got a couple of shows in New York City in a, in a couple of weeks and a tour coming up. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Um, so I got, I'm guessing this new project is Growth, your third album, right? Yeah, my third project for sure. All right. So um, tell us about it. What kind of stories, uh, what kind of messages can we hear in Growth? I think the the message is pretty plain and simple with the title growth. Um, I, I wanted to express who I am now, and versus who I was and who I who I was uh, before um, as a young man. You know, I'm 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 definitely older now. I've been through a lot of different things. You know, a lot of things have happened in my life that have led to who I am as a man, as a as an Indian man. And um, the concept of, of and the layout of the album, you know, I wanted to go in from the from from the intro from Ruben Crowfeather, senior, talking about traditionally who I who who, who we in, in the Lakota way about the the growth of a man from from being a spirit to being a baby to being a young man, teenager, adult to elderly, and he really goes through that really good and. Throughout the album, I kind of wanted to express that as well. You know, like the the layout of the album is um, kind of starts out, you know, me being a little bit ignorant, you know, the turn up, the talking trash, and then it goes into um, the interlude of dying. And that that's that's the being the rebirth and the rebirth of who I am and growing into the man who I'm becoming. All right. Um, so I think people have described this album as maybe being, um, you know, maybe on the angry side or like a powerful um, expression of hope, you know, both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have the, the sort of anger and frustration, I think, which comes from just you know, being native <laughs> and, yeah. and being, um, you know, knowledgeable about all of these uh, things that um, are, you know, haven't been fixed, are going wrong right now, and we're constantly having to fight about. Uh, you know, what kind of message do you think you're uh, putting out there when you're kind of like mixing the two, the, the hope and the, the expression of frustration? Mm, I like that. I really like that uh, analogy of, of where you, where you're coming from of, of expressing frustration because that's what I do throughout my music and especially in growth. Like <clears throat> we live through a lot of dualities um, as Native people, you know, having to be in traditional society if you live that way, and then also having to be out here in the world and function. And it gets kind of tough to be able to balance the both both worlds, you know. And um, in growth, um, I do express a lot of hardships I've been through. You know, the loss of very close friends that I grew up with due to, um, you know, drug overdose and suicides and stuff like that just recently, you know. And I express that in my music and my frustration with, 
you know, why am I still here? You know, who who am I, and why why should I be here? And I I express that in these songs, you know. And I think a lot of our not only Native people, but a lot of people can relate to that because of the hardships that we've been through the past few years and the losses that we've had, and um, also expressing the hope in the beautiful essence of who we are as Native people in my in my music, you know, um, ad addressing topics on love, love and loss, and you know, growth as a man and the, the, the beauty in our traditional lives. And I'm not afraid to touch on those things. You know, I'm not afraid to to um, to come from those places as well. All right. Um, so we have a we have a song queued up uh, from this new album, Growth. It is called uh, Feels Like. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of uh, is on that more positive kind of hopeful side, a celebration of uh, where you come from, a celebration of just like the simple things of um, we we, you know, love in our native lives like tortillas and spam <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, i love this song so yeah. much i really do <laughs> all right so uh let's let's go to that um that piece there this is uh feels like from natani means new album growth yeah with the spam and Sprite, this is what it feels like, your grandmother's hug, and warmth from the fireplace, tell me have you ever loved, cause this is what it feels like, we can watch the sky change colors, I never knew I'd love another, take my hand and run away, worry about the consequences of tomorrow, yesterday, we don't need a reason just to let go of our past, freedom are these feelings that we need to last, I'm trying to heal past traumas that been passed down, I know that you love me but please don't tell me that now, cause I'm leaving town tonight, on a one way flight, don't know when I'll be back, but baby that's life, I took a chance on love, and rolled that dice, so when I think of us, this is what it feels like, yeah, this is what it feels like, chance on love. All right, that was Feels Like uh, from Natani Means' new album, Growth. Uh, we have Natani here in the studio with us. You can also join our conversation. We are at 1-800-996-2848, 1-800-99-NATIVE also. Uh, are there any new albums or songs or singles or EPs from some of your favorite Native artists? Join us and tell us about it. Uh, so, Natani... Um, you know, feels like is, um, you know, very, very positive, easy to sway and move to, um, where would, 
you know, where would your music be playing? Would it be playing at like a club or like a coffee shop or like what 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 kind of is is the vibe of this whole uh, album here? I think with this album, this album, you can definitely hear. I can hear it being played at the club with the certain songs I have on it. Mm. Um, you know, I can hear it being played, you know, as you're cruising in the car with your grandma, you know, <laughs> and I can hear it be played on, on a front line or at a, at a, at a protest, you know, um, there's been many times I've been on rolled up to a front line or protest and I've heard many of my songs being played just to add to the, to the feeling of, of what people are feeling at the time there. Um, but this one's very diverse. It has a lot of, um, different feelings in the, in the album. So I can definitely feel, I can definitely hear someone playing on a Sunday night, cruising through Albuquerque down central, you know, so. Well, Sunday night, so slow, you feel slow like. jams, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, where can we find uh, your album? Where can we find out more about you? Yeah, you can find me on all social medias. It's just my name, Natani Means. And I'm on all uh, platforms of listening to music, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Tidal, on every single platform. Add me to your playlists. Uh, you know, follow me on all those um, platforms as well. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to a break in just a bit here, but uh, we have more music to get to. We have Wayne Garner, country singer and songwriter. We also have a the vocalist, Nico Williams, from the new uh, metal doom band uh, Medicine Horse out of uh, Oklahoma. So um, if you want to join our conversation, give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. You can ask our guests questions or tell us about some new music you are listening to. The Dust Bowl was a man-made climate disaster that displaced settlers and native people alike. It also brought on ill-conceived land and water use apologies that, among other things, forced the slaughter of masses of Native American livestock. On the next Native America Calling, we'll explore the history and long-lasting effects of the Dust Bowl in Native America. Support by Indigenous Pact, a healthcare consulting company working to create health equity in Indian country. Indigenous Pact offers solutions to fit the needs of your tribe. Their team, experts in healthcare strategy, policy, and innovation, provides a one-of-a-kind plan to solve the issues specific to your community. Indigenous Pact works to create three primary outcomes, healing spaces, healthy citizens, and sustainable economies. More information at indigenouspact.com. Thanks for listening to Native America Calling. I'm Andy Murphy. We're talking about the latest in Native American music today and giving you an eclectic taste of new music. Are you blasting some new tunes from your favorite Native artists? Join us and tell us about it. We're at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. We have Natani Means in the studio with us, hip-hop artist. Uh, new, he has a new album called Growth. Um, so, Natani, you're also an activist. Um, you know, how, how do you kind of like balance the two, being an activist, being uh, this person with such a strong voice and such a big following on social media with uh, music making and touring? Yeah, um, well, the term activist, you know, I've kind of 
shied away from that term in mm. recent years, but um, I do see myself as a protector, just born into it. You know, I was born into the movement life with who my father is and was um, and who my family are. And um, I'm, I'm very passionate about the protection of sacred sites, our Mother Earth, the water. Um, in recent years, I've kind of taken a step back from that because um, I, burnout, burnout as an activist or as a protector is very real. And um, you need to take care of yourself. And if you can't take care of yourself, you can't, you, you know, you shouldn't probably, probably shouldn't be out there taking care of the earth, you know, and handling your own problems as a person as well. And that's what I needed to do for myself is take a step back, see who I am, figure it out, you know, do, do the necessary steps to better myself as a human being. And as a man, too, addressing things that have happened in my past and helping to heal my own heart and spirit and mind. Um, before I go back into that work, you know, and that work is very heavy. It's very, very, very heavy. And shout out to a lot of the land protectors and um, water protectors out there still doing the work and still out there, you know. But don't forget to take time for yourself and 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 heal and and, and move on from certain things. Definitely, um, that uh, you know, burnout is is something that I've heard from a lot of people. Uh, you know, a lot of Native people who, um, you know, maybe have the spotlight sometimes. Uh, maybe uh, come up with a new idea or a, you know something very powerful that everybody can gravitate to. Then it becomes people wanting more, yeah. <laughs> more and more from you, and you're yeah. you're wanting to do everything and say yes to everything because you're so passionate about this work exactly. um but uh, you know w one of the last questions here uh there's another single that came out i remain uh with strong wa walker yes, strong walker yes, yes. um how does collaboration between uh hip-hop artists start out and what does collaboration look like yeah shout out to strong walker um collaboration can look and can be in several forms i mean people can hit you up and ask to collab and depending on my availability is 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 when I start to I I personally start to charge for for verses or collaboration sometimes because I get so busy and it's a stop it's a stop thing to be able to stop and write and find a place to record so um, that's very that's very crucial for me and but also collaboration can be just in a studio you know and you be with somebody that's already recording and then you guys feel some. A beat comes on or a musician starts strumming the guitar and you guys start freestyling and then boom the mic comes out and you just boom a song comes through and there's there's several songs on my album where that happened where i was just in the studio like feels like i was in the studio watching another artist record sheena and i was like hey i have this song i'm trying to record next after you do you want to hop on it and she was like yeah for sure and so that's just you know collaboration looks in many different ways yeah yeah Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Natani. Um, you can join our conversation, too. If you are listening to um, a new album or a single from one of your favorite Native artists, give us a call. We're at 1-800-996-2848. Of course, that's 1-800-99-NATIVE. So let's go to Wayne Garner. He's a singer, songwriter, an actor, and screenwriter. He's a citizen of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. Welcome to Native America Calling, Wayne. Hi, how you doing? 
We're doing pretty good, loving all this music so far. Um, introduce yourself, Wayne. Um, wh- where do you where do you come from? How did you get into music? Um, I grew up in Oklahoma, down in uh, southeast Oklahoma mainly, and then uh, went to Haskell Indian Nations up in uh, Kansas, and then uh, came back to Oklahoma. Um, had finished college and all that kind of stuff and uh but i had gotten into music when i was pretty young uh, i think i started trying to play guitar when i was about um seven years old and um just kind of carried on from there and so always kind of had a band or you know kind of jamming out with friends and stuff and then uh it uh like i started taking it serious like when i got a little bit older and uh uh, ended up doing my first album, I think it was about 10 years ago, and then kind of touring uh, out more through uh, Oklahoma, Texas, into that Texas uh, music scene, uh, which is like the red dirt scene, if you all are familiar with that. And then uh, we started branching out, and uh, I had, you know, I was really fortunate going to Haskell and knowing so many uh great people and and stuff out you know uh west and being able to tour uh kind of through new mexico arizona california nevada um utah colorado and having all those connections from everybody that i knew at haskell like would come out to our shows and stuff and then you know getting more native fans and it was crazy because like you know my band we would you know go play places and i would just always have people there that i had that connection with that native connection and so uh we've been you know churning and burning for i would say almost 11 years now Mm -hmm. and this is uh the new album i have out the third album and um that's uh that's pretty much it we've had a couple videos on cmt and gac got early nominated for a cma and uh a a grammy a couple years back but um covid hit and then it kind of just took the the wind out of the cells Mm -hmm. you could say and um now we're back you know it's kind of like natani was saying you know we're kind of test you know been this last year is kind of testing the waters and um you know, now trying to tour out more, um, but the uh, acting thing is kind of taken off a little bit, and so is uh, the screenwriting and stuff. So that's going to be a juggle. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so this new album, uh, School for Savages. Um, you know, like you said, the the, the last album you came out with was about 10 years ago we have this brand new album here um how would you describe this uh this uh style of country music i know you mentioned red dirt uh, uh, really I'm, I'm not familiar with that what what is the what's red dirt and how does that compare to your your sound um no my first album came out about 10 years ago uh, okay. the second one was about uh i think four or five years ago and then this one uh, like the whole red dirt thing it's kind of almost just like a blend of like southern rock uh, americana and 
you know, kind of traditional uh, country or honky-tonk music. And that's just kind of always what it's been in, in Oklahoma. And it's uh, it's just that kind of eclectic blend. It's a unique thing. Um, and then it just it really became more popular, I would say, with bands like Cross Canadian Ragweed um, a few years ago. Or, well, I say a few years ago, probably back in... Uh, 2002, 2003, you had a lot of uh, artists that could have, I think, gone ma- mainstream country um, or even alternative rock, but, you know, they kind of just chose to stick to what they were doing and that kind of red dirt sound. And it, it really blew up. Like, it really blew up with the college scene. Um in Oklahoma and Texas, and I, I think like around Arkansas, even uh, a little bit in New Mexico, and then it really took off, um, especially through Oklahoma and Texas. And you had bands like Jason Bolin, Turnpike Troubadours, uh, Jackson Taylor. Um, there was just just a lot of great artists that have came out of that that whole scene, and and it's evolved to what it is now. All right. So, um, you know, School for Savages, what uh, what inspired the title and then what kind of uh, stories uh, and and and, uh, you know, celebrations can we hear about in this album? Uh, yeah, the title uh, is basically like I was just reading uh, about the like Haskell um, and then Carlisle and then a couple of the other boarding schools that uh, my grandparents, great grandparents had all got sent to. And uh, it was just kind of uh, unbelievable how they used to, of what they used to call the, you know, boarding schools and, and stuff like that. And um, just really kind of diving into all that, that kind of, you know, past. And so I just, I, I was like, you know, I always try to throw something as far as like anything I'm doing, uh, any uh, like heritage and stuff in there. Um, see, I mean, just even if if people catch it, then they do. If not, then you know it's it's okay. But that's what it you know was is was inspired by that right there, um, and that was the title. Uh, I a couple people that aren't native were like advising me not to do it but i was like i think it's one of those things to where you know i mean it's a it's a cool title for an album but you know i could see where you know people that you know might find it offensive and stuff but i was like you know hey that's uh that's kind of a nod to a couple of my great grandparents that went to this went to these schools and so that's where that came from. Um, as far as the, the music on it and everything, uh, this was written pre-COVID. And so we were going, uh, we were touring heavy. I mean, we were going, going, going. Uh, hundred. I think it was like for two years, we'd knocked over 150 to 180 days a year uh, prior to COVID. And so when, like, we were really full-blown music 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 at that point and yeah a lot of the songs are uh there'll there'll be some more traditional kind of honky-tonk songs country songs to you know more you know upbeat 
stuff that is, uh, I guess you could say, radio friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, almost, you know, I think I got a couple on there that are kind of rockabilly-ish. <laughs> okay. But, uh, oh, but well, let's hear let's hear one song. We have a sweet salvation queued up. That was Sweet Salvation by Wayne Garner. His new album, School for Savages, is out. Uh, Wayne, that is very, very danceable. Um, how, how important is it for you to be in front of an audience and see all the different kind of dancing that going, goes on in front of you? Um, yeah, I think it's really important. It dictates the show almost, um, like the moods. And that's kind of one of those things to where, for us, 
albums are going to be a little different than our shows. So they're going to be more rock and they're going to be more, people are going to be more up, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's just, it's, it's, it's very important. Uh, I mean, it, 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 that's, you know, sets the, I guess the mood and tempo just as much as we are playing, you know, to see everybody, you know, going at it and dancing and stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely listening to this album. I can imagine folks like my sister who really loves to dance to country music like out there for every single song. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, dan dance music is something that's very important in uh, Native American country is something that is uh, very popular, of course, in uh, Native America. Uh, Wayne, we're going to go to a break right here. But afterwards, uh, we're going to bring you back for another uh, quick couple questions. Questions, uh, but you can join us too. Do you have a favorite Native artist who's coming out with new material? Give us a call. We're at 1 800 996 2848. That's also 1 800 99 Native. Support by the Facundo Valdez School of Social Work at Highlands University, now offering the opportunity to earn a culturally relevant clinical Master of Social Work degree without leaving your own community. This online MSW degree focuses on a small, supportive model with a clinical concentration. Students in rural areas, tribal communities, and or who live far from campus are given preference. Application deadline is October 15th at online.nmhu.edu. You're tuned to Native America Calling. I'm Andy Murphy. There's still time to join our new music sampler. Do you have a favorite Native artist who released a new album or single or EP? Tell us about it. We're at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Uh, we're with Wayne Garner right now, singer-songwriter, actor, and screenwriter from the Cherokee Nation. Uh, so, Wayne, um, tell us about the other side of your... Um, your artistic, uh, you know, the, the other side of your artistic life. You're an actor uh, in, in looks like a couple of different uh, projects. Tell us about what that's like, uh, balancing acting and screenwriting with uh, music. Yeah, uh, that just kind of happened by accident. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, uh, I had a friend of mine named James Landry Hebert that, uh, encouraged me to go to a uh, I guess it was a casting call uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon and I I went to it just kind of as a joke because I didn't think I'd get picked or anything for it I just went you know to mess with him and I got pulled out of line to read for a role that day I guess it was just almost immediately and then I read a few times that day and then got uh, a couple callbacks and I ended up not getting the role, um, but I was fine with it because I've never acted in my life at that mm -hmm. point. And so um, I was really kind of just thrilled to get that far. Um, and then I started getting hit up there. Were, I guess there was just different casting agents there. And I started getting uh, hit up by, by them during COVID. Um, when it kind of started backing off and uh, just getting invites to submit my stuff for different roles and just kind of happened that way. And then I did it and it's kind of been going 
okay, I guess, since then. Uh, I think my recent project was Walker, Texas Ranger, the reboot of that. And I uh, got invited back this morning. Uh, I got an email saying that they wanted me to come back for another show, another taping. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as like the other other stuff I've been in was like 1883. Um, there was a short, or it wasn't a short film, but uh, it's a film called Cheese Pizza. That was like the first like role, like speaking role I had, and then mm -hmm. American Underdog, which was in theaters. And there's been a few others, uh, Reservation Dogs, but I think our scene got cut out. Mm. Um, so, but that was uh, that was a fun time being on set. Uh, that's that's an awesome set. It really is. It's kind of like uh, you know, kind of a homecoming, and just everybody kind of knows everyone from relatives and like different schools and stuff there. So that that was uh, more of kind of a vacation than it was like going to work. Right. But um, the screenplay stuff, I started writing um, when we were touring a lot, and. Um, I kind of just got got away from a lot of the bad habits that I was doing in the, in the like right before COVID had hit, and you know, stopped using uh, a lot of drugs on the road, and I just started using my uh, time more creatively, um, especially at nighttime. You know, when we'd be going down the highway, and all of a sudden I had you know four or five screenplays that I had written, and um, so that's, uh, that was how that came about. And now one of them's gotten put into production, uh, or the early stages of production. Nice. And so, you know, it's one of those things to where I, I really love it because it's a deeper dive into, uh, I think artistry work as a writer. Okay. And so, and you can really, I mean, I've found myself writing songs from character perspective, from you know some of these screenplays and so right. it's a different way to write <laughs> all right cool well we can't wait to uh see your first project um so wayne where can we uh find out more about you and your music uh just on on like social media it's just wayne garner uh mm -hmm. wayne garner music wayne garner band um and then uh WayneGarnerMusic.com is the is our website, and uh, it's fixing to get revamped. That one needs to be updated. Um, but yeah, just all through social media, like I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'd like to go to another part of Oklahoma. Uh, from Tulsa, we have Nico Williams joining us with the band Medicine Horse. She's the vocalist. She's also a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. Hey, Nico, welcome. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah. So I know you as a chef, um, but you also have this awesome band tell us about how medicine horse started um well uh medicine horse is uh a project that my husband kyle uh, who's ponka oto in iowa um has kind of had you know stewing for a long time wanting to um you know use 
the name Medicine Horse, which is um, his great grandfather's name, and uh, use that as the title for a band and, and kind of be able to, you know, do some of that like Southern doom and sludge style of metal. And so um, we just kind of found ourselves without a project um, at the beginning of the year and over the winter and kind of gathered some friends together uh, and just started with one song, The Turning Tide. And we made a video for that and, and everybody loved it so much. We got such great feedback that we just were energized to keep writing. All right. Well, you know what? Let's hear a song right away so we can kind of hear, um, you know, those those elements of doom, sludge, metal. Um, uh, we have, let's see, The Orchard uh, queued up here. Let's go to The Orchard from Medicine Horse.
All right, that was a piece from The Orchard by Medicine Horse. It's a long seven-minute song. Uh, Nico, you are singing in your Cherokee language, right? Yes, I am. Awesome. <laughs> so not, uh, not all of our songs are in the Cherokee language, but that song in particular was a special project that we did um, it was a collaborative effort with a bunch of other Cherokee artists here in Oklahoma. And it was um, kind of a compilation put together by Jeremy Charles and Horton Records. And so the idea was to create a compilation album of all contemporary Cherokee music. Um, right. You know, in the Cherokee language, we have lots of hymns mm. and things like that traditional songs, but we didn't really have anything in contemporary genres. And so this compilation has everything from like hip hop to pop music, um, folk Americana, indie rock, and then there's us on the very heavy side of things. Right, right. Yeah, I, I got a hold of uh, Jeremy on social media and I'm like, please give me a press copy of uh, this special project. And he, he answered and he gave me a, a press copy of this uh, project. Um, and definitely it's it's really exciting to hear all of these different uh, Cherokee artists putting the language into, you know, all these different genres and, and creating different like vibes for um you know for this for this one awesome project um so uh nico you um you know, you, you, you mix the, you, you mix, uh, you know, some traditional maybe storytelling with, uh, of course, the, the language with some of these really heavy doom sort of uh, uh, um, sounds here. Uh, what was, what's that like for you to sort of um, bring that traditional side out with, um, you know, these, these, these heavy tones? Um, it's, it's a really, fun but also challenging process um this is kind of the most intense or like um you know involved bands that i've been in as far as the songwriting goes like lyrically i do pretty much all of the of the lyric writing so that's you know something that i've not taken on before in full and so that's been really challenging but also really exciting to be able to, you know, take my love of storytelling and put it into song. Um, and so, you know, the band will come up with these incredible, like super heavy riffy songs and I'll just be listening, you know, every day at rehearsal, listening to these songs and eventually, you know, a, a kind of a story will start to take shape just from, you know, the tone of the music and the way that the, that the songs progress, usually, you know, some kind of story that I want to tell comes about. And then, you know, it's just a process of, of putting the right words to it. But it's, it's definitely an interesting way of, of turning storytelling into something like even more with this type of music to go with it. All right. So what are you, some of your favorite uh, doom or, or sludge bands? Oh my gosh. Well, um, we've definitely been heavily influenced by a lot of Louisiana bands like, um, like Crowbar and Down. Um, 
lots of Phil Anselmo projects, like his solo um, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals. And, um, you know, a lot of us also listen to um, stuff, earlier stuff like Acid Bath and Dax Riggs. Yeah, you know, Acid Bath is one of my favorite, favorite, like, all-time bands. Uh, So, so underrated. Um, Sorry, I got really excited. (laughs) I've never heard anybody mention this band before. I know, right? It's very, you know, it can be obscure unless you're into this kind of stuff. And then they're, like, legends. Mm -hmm. Um, And lyrically, like, I find uh, Acid Bath super inspiring because of... um, just the lyrical content and how you can like take these really dark themes and make poetry out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I love the way that, um, that their lyrics tell stories. Definitely. Um, so, so Nico, uh, where can we follow, uh, the band? Where can we find out when this album is coming out? So, yeah, we've got um, a whole EP recorded and, you know, just ready to print. Um, So that's the next step for us, which is um, coming very, very soon. We're going to be printing CDs and then um, hopefully having a vinyl release in the fall. Um, And then um, you can find us on social media at Medicine Horse Music. We've got Facebook and Instagram, and our bass player, Chris, is just a social media monster he's great at it so he's the he's the mastermind behind like our new lyric video that's up for the song latiche which is a great song for the spooky season we're entering into Mm. it's kind of a ghost story um it follows the cajun folklore story of the latiche um and so that's a great one he just put this incredible artwork and lyric video that we have posted on our social media Got it. Yeah, I saw that just recently. Um, so, oh, tell us about that the uh, the Cherokee language project. Um, I know it's a it has a Cherokee title. Yes, and I am on the spot, not going to be able to say the Cherokee language title. <laughs> I can't remember it. I know that it is the Cherokee word for performers, mm-hmm. um, and the title track is by um, Jeremy Charles incredible daughter um, who goes by Ia, and she has a really beautiful pop song on the album that is the title track. And you can find that um, if you look at uh, the Horton Records Facebook. They have pre-orders for a special vinyl version of the record, and then you can order the CD on there as well. (laughs) Okay, that's Horton, like Horton Heat, um, H-O-R-T-O-N Records. Um, We'll share a link to that special project on our our website, NativeAmericaCalling.com. So that is the end of our show. Thank you so much to all the artists for joining us. Uh, Join us tomorrow for another interesting discussion. My name is Asad. When I was 19, my mom was diagnosed with colorectal cancer because she smoked. My tip is find things to be thankful for. I'm thankful she quit smoking. I'm thankful for the nurses who taught me how to check her IV and to manage her medication. And I'm thankful for every day we have together because nothing is guaranteed, especially for us. The people you love are worth quitting for. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
If you or someone you know is feeling sad, hopeless, or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call, text, or chat 988. 988 is a new three-digit dialing code for 24-7 emotional, mental, or substance misuse support. 988 connects you to free confidential support. You are not alone in a crisis. Just call, text, or chat 988. For more information, visit 988.nm.org. Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.